0: This is the family that you've married into, and you may not be close with each other. Uh, But I think as long as you're respectful to one another, that may have to do.
1: This week... A husband wants to know how to get closer to his in-laws. Dr. Karen Sherman talks about the dynamic of this relationship and offers some advice. Stay tuned. Our wine club partner, Touring & Tasting, is hosting a live tweet chat every Tuesday at 3.30 Pacific Time using the hashtag Tasting2. That's T-U. I'll be co-hosting and we'll have special guests join us to answer all of your questions. And you can find more information about the Tasting 2 wine chat by visiting hitchedmag.com and clicking the Wine Club link. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor in chief of hitchedmag.com. And I am joined once again with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years, uh, as well as an author and her own radio host at the uh, Sex Talk Radio Network. And her show is called Your Empowered Relationships. And that's uh, every Tuesday with new experts. Uh, But today she is joining us on the Hitched Podcast for a topic from a wife who wrote in, Uh, wanting to know what her husband can do because he wants to get closer to her family. Um, So first, Karen, uh, what are your just overall general thoughts about uh, having a relationship with the in-laws?
0: Well, I love this because generally what we hear is, I don't want to have anything to do with my in-laws. So the fact that somebody's actually asking to be more involved with their in-laws is absolutely fabulous.
1: Yeah. Okay. And, um, I mean, does obviously there's a lot of bad relationships out there, but there's a lot of great relationships out there as well. I know I, I at least I, f- I hope they feel this way about me, but I feel like I have a, a great relationship with my in-laws does happy, having a happy marriage require a good relationship with both sides of the extended family.
0: Well, it doesn't require it, but it sure makes life a lot easier. Um, You know, people say that you're marrying the person and not the family, but that's not really true. Mm -hmm. Um, You really are marrying the family as well, unless you have the rare situation where somebody is not only not involved with their family, but really is independent of the family, really doesn't care, doesn't have any emotional ties. But that's unusual because, as I said, um, even if they don't have anything to do with them, generally there's still some emotional baggage. So it's an unusual person. I I have actually one friend who really is very independent and really is perfectly okay with it. But that is not the usual situation.
1: Yeah, I I, I feel... Feel, you're, you're right about the you marry your, your uh, spouse and their family type thing, and obviously everybody comes from different backgrounds and there's all sorts of different situations. But when there are uh, extended family issues, I mean that can be a, a big <laughs> – you could waste uh, – I don't want to say waste, but you could spend a lot of time and energy just working on those uh, external family dynamics. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So what are some of your thoughts on uh, to help this wife um, helping her husband become closer with her family?
0: Well, I think, you know, it's really a matter of just how do you get close to people in general? You show an interest in them. um, You try to share activities with them. um, You act nice to them. I mean, it's not really any different than if you want to get close to people in general just because they're the in-laws um doesn't make them um any different in the way you try to relate to people Mm
1: -hmm. and and now one of the things uh is do, do you feel like it weighs more heavily on the person joining the family or is it is it an equal responsibility for each party to get to know each other
0: Um, I I think in in a perfect world, it would be nice if the in-laws would open up and be uh, receptive to meeting the spouse or being open to the spouse as well, but you you could say that he's the newcomer, and so he might have to make a little bit more of an effort, Um, but uh, again, It would be really nice, and I would hope that most parents would want to be open and receptive to the new person that they're bringing into the family.
1: Okay. Um, Now, what if uh, this the husband in this case uh, puts forth that effort, uh, but it's not reciprocated? The family's just like, eh, you know, I'm not, I'm not into this guy. I'll be, I'll be nice and cordial, Uh, but that's pretty much the extent of it.
0: Well, again, you know, it's sad. Um, but I think that what's going to happen is that it would be best if the person could be respectful, um, if the person could, you know, at least still be polite. I think that, you know, uh, for for those people who listen to us on a regular basis, Steve, they know that I very much believe in action reaction. That's my, one of my trademarks um, concepts. And so I think that the more that you are nice to people, uh, eventually they will come around and react nicely back to you. Um, and I think in a, in a similar fashion, if you act not nice, then they're going to have reason to act not nice back to you. So I think that if you maintain a respectful, nice attitude, that's the least at which you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly it's going to make it easy on your, on your marriage, on your relationship, if you continue to act nicely. Um, because then the partner who is the biological child, otherwise is going to be in conflict. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to be in the middle of, you know, wanting to make you happy as the spouse, but also it's their family of origin.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think there's something, uh, Unique about this, these types of relationships as well, because um, if you don't have much in common, uh, you, these are not relationships you would normally uh, seek to build upon. Because it's like, well, what's the point? We don't, we're not into the same things. We may not have the same politics. We may not like the same sports teams. We may not have the same hobbies. Uh, but here you are uh, trying to become closer with this person. Uh, you know, I. What are your thoughts on? it's okay just to be cordial. You don't have to be close.
0: I I think it's perfectly, you know, a reasonable thing. Um, You know, this is the family that you've married into and you may not be close with each other. Uh, But I think as long as you're respectful to one another, that may have to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, there may be a situation where uh, this husband uh, puts forth the effort um, the family comes along for the ride. They, their reaction to his action, uh, is, is positive and he starts becoming closer with the family except for, uh, maybe the mother or father-in-law. Maybe there's a holdout somewhere in the relationship. Um, do you have any tips on how you can sway that last person? Does a, does a third party need to get involved and nudge that in law and say like, Hey, he's really trying Uh, be nice?
0: Yeah, I think so. And again, I think that as long as the person doesn't do anything negative, that eventually, um, the, you know, and, and the person, let's say it's the father, that's the holdout. Eventually what happens is the person sees, okay, they're really not doing anything bad. Um, you know, everybody else in the family likes them. I do think that they'll come around, you know, there's going to be technically like some peer pressure, so to speak.
1: Uh huh.
0: (laughs) you know, that, that will, um, that eventually that will have an impact on, on the holdout.
1: Yeah. What, one of the nice things about marriage, and we talk about this all the time is that you have time to work things out. It's not, you know, it's not wall street. You don't have a quarter to figure things out and make them perfect. Um, I mean, does, do you put a timestamp on something like this? Like how long something like a process like this should take? I mean, is this something that, you know, one holiday season spending that much time or whatnot? Uh, oh,
0: absolutely not. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't do that because, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, um, there are the relationship that we had with one of our sons-in-law was a little bit less than I don't want to say perfect but you know we would have liked it a little bit warmer than it is right now and the truth of the matter is that he was struggling for a while because his dad was very ill and then passed away Um, and he had some working out to do and you know, if we had said, well, you know, we're going to give this a year and then, you know, that's that we would have lost the wonderful opportunity that is now ours. So you can't ever put, you know, um, a time limit on things, nor should you when it's something that's so important. Um, and again, um, this is my belief system. Mm -hmm. I feel that as parents, um, it's, it's, where you always want to give to your children and you always want to be receptive and open to your children because at the end of the day, um, your children want to feel that they can come to you and feel safe with you. So if I were to put a time limit on it, then that doesn't give them the feeling that it's safe to come back to me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so, no, I don't think there should ever be a, a time limit on it.
1: Now, the wife uh in this situation, what role does she play to, I mean, does she need to help facilitate this, or is, she, is this something that the husband is uh you know it's really up to him to to make the effort? um she wants to be closer. You know, the wife, the he wife, he he wants to be closer to her family. Uh, I mean, does she need to have a conversation with her family members and say like, hey, my husband's really trying. Can you be nice to him? Or is this just one of those things where uh, he ne- just needs to put forth the effort and let the chips fall where they may?
0: Well, I think initially, you know, his actions will speak on his behalf. But if they're holding out, then yes, I do think that she should say something to them. And I very much believe that blood talks to blood. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if he's making these positive actions, um, and for some reason they're having difficulty with it, I do think that, um, you know, she ought to say, you know, where's the difficulty, where are you getting stuck, whatever, um, you know, he's making these attempts and, you know, is there something we're unaware of, um, mm-hmm. cause he really wants to be close to you.
1: Yeah and i really like how you pointed you know gave the example um from your family because i think we uh forget sometimes that we're not all in the same place at the same time and mm-hmm. when one person may be struggling the other person may be having the greatest time of their life uh or vice versa or uh somebody might be worrying about financing or finances or somebody might be dealing with Back problems, you know, like you never know uh, what might be putting somebody in a bad mood, and it could have absolutely, and most likely does have absolutely nothing to do with you or your relationship. It's just they themselves have some stuff they're dealing with, and, and exactly being accommodating isn't their top of their priority list.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh,
1: um. So, uh any Any parting thoughts on this topic about becoming closer with uh, extended family members
0: um, you know again, just that um, in the same way that um, in general with people, in the same way that you know we had to be aware that my son in law was having some difficulty, that the in law the you know the daughter or the spouse has to be aware that. Um, maybe there are some stressors that are causing the in-laws, the parents to not be as available that as parents, they're not choosing to share financial difficulties, sickness, whatever. Um, so, you know, to try to be understanding of that, I do think that, um, there may be some complexities, um, when the, um, when there is a, Let's say a son, uh, a Mm -hmm. son-in-law with the father of the uh, wife, because sometimes there's that thing between, you know, daddy's little girl or if it's the woman who's trying to get close to the mother of the son. I had to think that out because post- <laughs> after- yeah. uh, th- there's the, you know, the mother son thing going on. So that adds a bit more complexity to it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think if there is a, a mindful awareness that, you know, you don't want to intrude on that relationship, you want to be respectful of it, that that will, you know, allow... Uh, your involvement with that parent to go more successfully
1: yeah i it's it, <laughs> it's funny you bring that uh those uh interesting dynamics up because I actually experienced this uh firsthand uh when my wife and I were um doing our dating thing and uh, her family's on the East Coast. And so uh, during Christmas time, we rotate who goes where during the holidays. And so this is a year that we went back East and her whole family, or all of her extended family, get together. And uh, one of her uncles, who is kind of a uh, father figure of the entire family, uh, old, they, her and, uh, I'm sorry, him and his wife have been married like almost 60 years or something like that. And, uh, so we were uh, about to go out one night for a movie. The fa- It was like right around Christmas and the whole family is going out to a movie and the family is kind of divided in half. Half are going to see one movie and then about half hour later, the other half of the family is going to see another movie. So my wife was uh, going to see the first movie. I was going to see the second movie. So she took off and um, as soon as they walked out the door, he turns to me and – started uh, asking me questions about uh, how am I gonna support her? What do I do for a living? Uh, what is What are my intentions? What does the future look like? And all these different things like, what is this hitched thing that you do? How does it make money? And uh, uh, what, what else do you write for? And all these different questions. And it's, it was really funny too, because he is a pretty quiet guy. And, uh, I got, I got out of there, uh, you know, I, th- I think I answered his question satisfactorily. Um, and then when we left to go to the movies, one of the, uh, one of the cousins, so another one who, another guy who had been, had stepped into the family, <laughs> turns to me in the car and he was just like, I have never seen that before in my life. <laughs> How are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, but there was that protective element to it. And, you know, he, and I was actually, um, happy that he had those questions and he wasn't afraid to ask them and and i hope that i was uh satisfactory in my answers uh but it was that kind of a dynamic where he wasn't quite sure how to feel about me and uh-huh. and he was very blunt and upfront about uh his concerns and uh-huh. so uh that was one way that i've seen it handled uh firsthand
0: <laughs> uh huh uh huh exactly exactly
1: uh, so um, if you have stories like that, love to hear them. Um, but uh, I think for now, I think we've got this topic pretty pretty well wrapped up here. Um, so I want to thank you very much for your advice today, Karen. It's appreciated as always.
0: It, it is always a pleasure to speak with you, Steve.
1: Um, so uh, before you guys go, I want to remind you uh, that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship lifestyle issues for over 25 years uh she is the author of mindfulness and the art of choice transform your life she is also the co-author of marriage magic find it keep it and make it last uh karen has launched a new program called from fight to foreplay and you can get a free dvd uh, and more information to get you started at her website from fight so do not miss that opportunity And as I mentioned at the top, she is also the host of her own radio show, Sex Talk Radio, on the Sex Talk Radio Network, called Your Empowered Relationships. uh, And you can uh, check that out. Tune in every Tuesday with new experts. Um, So you can get all that information at her website, drcarrantcherman.com. You can get that information on our website, hrmag.com follow Karen on Facebook Twitter Uh, we are on all the social networks Uh, and if you have a question I want to encourage you to please write in Uh, it's podcast at mag.com or there's also a giant button at the top of our podcast page on our website Um, and if you like what you hear uh, let us know um, on iTunes or Stitcher Uh, we always appreciate it and it helps um, let other people know as well that uh, what you're listening to so that's going to do it for us uh thank you one last time karen my
0: pleasure steve i th- I would just like to make one last little comment the new experts on my radio show come on on wednesday
1: oh wednesday i am so sorry not the
0: problem at all i just don't want people to hear people that they think are new and they're not it's on wednesday oh okay,
1: okay. my my apologies uh but can they i'm just, i'm assuming the archives are up there yes that they can listen to at any time Absolutely yes. Okay. Thank you for mentioning that. So, um, if you uh, are checking out it on Tuesday, go back and listen to all the archives, <laughs> and then and then listen to the new stuff on Wednesday, and then listen to the, to the archives again on Thursday and Friday during your drives. Uh, so you will be. Uh, loaded with information to help empower your relationship. Um, so with that, uh, have a great week everybody and until next time, take care.